rolling. Five, four, three, two, one. You're listening to American Slacker Podcast with Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers. the intersection the other day and i swear to god i saw someone smoking crack it was crack or meth i don't know which what one. i didn't Wait, what i didn't pull him over what? <laughs> was, you didn't pull a citizen's arrest on him there's arrest i should have pit maneuvered him no i was in the uh it was right by my house actually this uh intersection oh, that's, yeah oh, that's really right. nice that's where you want someone smoking. that's where you want to live definitely <laughs> So uh, I'm in the lane to turn left and he's in the lane to go straight. And at first I looked over and I saw someone like lighting what looked like a bowl. So I was like, oh shit, this dude's like burning behind the wheel. Like not something I encourage, but all right, you do you, man. So what union you with bro? Stoner union. (laughs) (laughs) So I I come up out of his blind spot and uh, I see that this is not a normal bowl. This is a completely cylindrical device that has uh drugs down inside of it which i then saw him light from the bottom part and i was like that's a crack that's uh <laughs> that's a cracker that's meth but he's <sighs> at a red light with fucking cracker meth <laughs> and there's no chance like it was a dude like you ever seen like those videos of the dude that's like trying to pot for the first time i can't remember what it was now off the top of my head <laughs> but like where he's like lighting it from the bottom he's like burning his hand and shit he's like fuck I'm pretty sure this guy was a pro because he knew what he was doing. And uh, when I had pulled up to uh, meet him, I had still been sort of like staring at him through my sunglasses. And uh, all of a sudden his head whips to the left and he catches me with eye contact. And I'm like, oh, fuck, what do I do? So I wave. I give him a nice, nice, hey there. <laughs> like I didn't say anything. Windows were up and all that. But he was looking directly at me. I gave him a wave, saw a green arrow, and I just left. <laughs> if oh, he was dude. paranoid before from smoking meth, he was now because he knows someone's watching. Oh, hell yeah. That wave might as well have been you holding up a sign. It's like, I saw you smoke crack. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, you, you complete me, but instead it's like, you're smoking meth in the fucking, <laughs> behind the wheel. Um, oh, my God. So, yeah, that, that was uh, pretty interesting. I didn't know what I should do. Should I uh, ruin this guy's day and fucking call Dark him? on him? Yeah, seriously. I, mean, I don't know, man. I, I don't. I don't want to see that. But I was turning left, so I couldn't get his uh, license plate. But that was that was interesting, and I, I'm sure I ruined his high. That's one way to do it. If you're smoking meth and someone just stares at you and gives you a wave, like, "Hey, yeah, the rest of society can see what you're doing." I'm sure that's gonna fuck up the rest of your day. <laughs> well, you know, it kind of pisses me off because it's like, dude, like as far as I know, that shit's like gonna fucking make you unable to be a, a proficient driver like yes. and I, I don't want you fucking out there on the roads with like my family my friends out there like let alone other people's fucking family friends like what if you hit, hit somebody's kid like there's so many fucking variables dude you could just fuck up so many things and this was like 11 a.m too 
So like, oh. this guy's doing it like mid fucking day. He was in like a construction looking truck. So I feel like he was on the way to a job or something to, you know, go handle heavy machinery, stuff like that. So I'm sure it all worked out fine. I mean, I'm not an officer of the law. I have no like reason to pull anyone over, but that was fun. <sighs> that deserves a citizen's arrest. Citizen's arrest. <laughs> um, I'm for everybody doing whatever the fuck they want with their body. You want to ruin your life? Like whatever. Do it. Go for it, I guess. But fucking dude, don't fucking bring other people into it. And that's what you're doing when you do that. Yeah, don't Fuck do that, that shit behind the wheel. Ugh. That's what we always say here at American Slacker Podcast. Yeah. Do not smoke meth behind the wheel. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, don't do it ever. Please, people. <laughs> Please. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Welcome to another Patreon special. As always, I'm Matt. And I'm Jesse, your, uh, <laughs> your vigilante this evening. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. American Slacker Podcast. Yeah, America's Finest. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, is that our title? So uh, yeah. this we're bringing you this little uh, special to recap our weekends. Uh, last weekend, we both went off and did uh, l- visited some little events near us. Matt, I think you're going to start off. This weekend, I got to go see my favorite artists in the world currently, The Midnight. And uh, yeah, I was really stoked. And um, some craziness happened in the beginning of it, which I was like a little worried. So the venue I initially had booked to see them at and bought tickets for closed down. Oh, really? Like two weeks before the show. And there was a couple days of silence, no word or anything. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't know if they weren't going to come around again or you know what? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, luckily they transferred to another uh, venue and not my favorite venue. This venue is actually previously was a grand union. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, so it's like a grocery store. And anyone like, not familiar with the Northeast, that's like a, a grocery store. Yeah, yeah, like a smaller one too. And um, it's like they just put in random bars like where like maybe the deli section used to be. Oh, okay. You know, and like stuff like that. But um, they upgraded their sound apparently like because it was really good. And uh, like I really enjoyed the show. And I, I can't even, I always try to find a way to talk about the midnight. I mean, you guys are probably getting tired of hearing about him. But uh, yeah, check I just, out next week's episode, by the way. Hell yeah, hell yeah, definitely <laughs> check that out. Um, yeah, I just amazing, talented artists, and I mean, when I'm I'm a fucking keen like stickler for fucking vocals. Like, mm-hmm. I get pissed. Like, I've heard of like you know people doing the the playing the vocals, uh, lip syncing. I hate mm-hmm. that. Like, that's the worst you could do. I've heard so many people like fucking that just like were horrible compared to their record. Yeah, I've encountered that a lot too. You've said a few great acts mm-hmm. like that we loved growing up that have like you've seen that are like not as good. And we're not gonna yeah. name we're not gonna shame anybody, but like that's disappointing. And yeah. these guys, first time ever, some of the shit that he was singing was better than the record. Oh so, wow. It really was really exciting. And um played all the hits, all the new shit. And uh we got to meet him after the show. That was really fun. There you go. It so it was a small enough venue that they were willing to what were they at the merch table? I'm guessing. Yeah. After the show, they came out, you know, to the merch table and, um, I bought a vinyl, which, uh, got signed. Oh, and, nice. uh, yeah, yeah. You showed me a picture of that is it was like pink, if I recall. Yeah. So they're really oh, cool. cool. The, the midnight, if you're not familiar, they're like a new wave synth wave band. So it's, it relies on a lot of retro tones from the eighties and, um, everything's neon and craziness. So yeah, the vinyl is like, you know, an image of like an eighties mall with an arcade, for the main cover and the vinyl is like a bright ass pink. <laughs> yeah. Which is so cool. Super. And their other records, same thing. Like they're bright blue. They're like themed. 
Mm-hmm. They even sell, dude, cassettes, which are like the same. <laughs> They're like fucking hot pink and like clear. Now you just gotta shit. find a cassette player to fucking play them, dude. Exactly. Yeah, I don't have a dude. Honestly, you want the worst part? I don't have a vinyl player either, but that shit's framed because <laughs> it's signed. So I was like, yeah, I was gonna say it's more of like a novelty piece to actually. Yeah. Play. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. The cassette would be too. I almost wanted the cassette and wanted them to have that like signed, but like mm-hmm. the vinyl's so much doper. Yeah, that that came out really nice with the uh, frame you put it in as well. Yeah. Hipster life, hipster life. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, on on uh, mention of that place being a Grand Union, I was almost thinking that would work as a venue name as well. Grand, Grand Union. Union. That'd be pretty, okay. that'd be pretty sweet. It's like where everyone's meeting. I think Grand Union's out of business, so that name might be up for grabs. There you go. They should have just kept the sign up. <laughs> you know, the worst part is this uh, venue got sued for their original name from a smoke shop. Huh. From a little head shop in really? um, the same like area, Capital District, and they had to change their name. What was the original name? Uh Northern Lights. Oh now, now okay. they're upstate concert hall. Well, Northern Lights is a weed strain too. Of course, yeah. So they're they're like, kind of stealing the fucking thunder I on know, that. <laughs> I know. It was so much cooler when it like the name Northern Lights, like I well, like that's that. like that's like when Gorilla Glue sued Gorilla Glue or that Gorilla one glue spray, strains. Yeah, the strain sued the fucking adhesive company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude, if anything, it's benefiting you. It's like, I'm gonna get some Gorilla Glue weed and then I'm gonna go to Home Depot, get some Gorilla Glue glue. Yeah. Maybe some Gorilla Glue duct tape because they're venturing out there. <laughs> yeah, man. It's uh, actually I think I had that backwards. I, I think it was the glue suing the strain, not the strain suing. Yeah. A hundred. Yeah. The crazy, crazy world we live in. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. <laughs> so that so you were up to something too. Yeah, I uh, got tickets a while back to uh, go to Clusterfest up in San Francisco. I had seen it like a num- pop up a number of years back, um, and it always looked interesting. It's put on by Comedy Central and has a host of different comedians that come through. It's like a three-day event up Man. in the city. Oh, my favorite comedian, Anthony Jesselnik, was there. Um, mm-hmm. Christina P. was there. They got a McDonald's sponsorship on their podcast. What's up, McDonald's? Get there out of American Clacker. There was a huge McDonald's truck. It was like a double-decker Dude. van bus thing that was handing out fucking Yo, food. Christina P. is an ambassador for them. They gave them like fucking <laughs> $3 million for their podcast. Wow. For a year, a year of sponsorship. How That's crazy insane. is that? And you know, yeah. it's surprising the amount of podcasting like uh, stuff that was going on there. It seems like every comedian you know, has their own mm-hmm. podcast these days. It's a really good way to get in touch with your fan base and stuff. And yeah, we, bro, went, yeah. we went on the third day, the last day of the festival, which is always a little underwhelming mm. uh, compared to like, say the first day, which had like, uh, uh, what's his name? John Mulaney, uh, Amy Poehler, Fred Armisen. Oh, there, there was like so many. Fucking you got the hitters. Yeah. Um, on our day, uh, Tignataro was playing on the main stage. Ooh. So we got to see Tignataro for like a brief moment. Cause we just got out of one and we like kind of wandered into the, the main stage where uh, they had the, like her up on an elevated stage. And then there were projections for like the people standing too far away. And so we were watching the projection screen as she was like pretending to play piano and like finishing up her set. So that was cool to see her for a little bit. Uh, Patton Oswalt was on later. We didn't stay around for him cause that was like almost 10 o'clock by that time. And we had been there since like noon, but oh, we did get to walk around and we walked through a, a set that was supposed to be like the office. Uh, it had like all kinds of uh, like had Pam's desk set up and Dwight's and, uh, and Michael's office, obviously. Dude. So envious. Yeah. When I saw you <laughs> post those photos, I was like, so jealous. I was like, that's the coolest shit ever. Like I would have went there to that festival for that alone, because dude, <laughs> as far as like the, especially 
like the perspective you took with your photos, you can't tell. Like it looks like you're in the set. Like yeah, this is a real building that exists. You like walk your way through it, and they have different um actual pieces from like costumes and shit that um some of the cast had wore during during the shooting of the office. Like the real deal. Yep. Like uh, Dwight's orange jumpsuit and ski mask were there. Oh, dude. So so that was pretty funny. Uh, Yeah, there were a number of things. There was basically like a photo op type of thing. You know, they have you sit down at the desk and take a picture with your phone. Um, And they also had that for the Seinfeld set, which was pretty cool. It was like its own light grid. It looked exactly, well, as much as they could to whatever the uh, Seinfeld set was um, made up to look like. And they had little things sprinkled around like a box of junior mints and stuff like that for you to take pictures with. So that, that was cool. I enjoyed that. We saw a couple of, um, small, uh, smaller shows. Uh, one was like local comedians from San Francisco and they, they were pretty funny. There were a couple, we saw some comedians that weren't as good. You could tell that they weren't as happy with their performances. Um, that'll happen though. Yeah. Comedy is a tough game. Like, well, and it's also just like the approach. I, I realized that with uh, this, is, this is something I, I picked up from there was like when someone's telling a joke, their tone really determines whether or not it's funny. And the, like this one guy was saying things that could have been funny, but the way he was saying them were like not delivering it well. Mm. Well, you know, not only that, it's also the venue is a big change. The atmosphere of the um, in the venue is a big deal for the comedian because, I mean, a small venue to a big th- venue, let alone open air fucking festival mm-hmm. i couldn't even imagine what it's hard i mean you're oh. gonna have a shit ton of people talking and it's gonna be loud it's gonna be a lot different you know it's like it was it was interesting the way they had it set up so there was a larger like main stage room and then on either side of that there were smaller um venues sort of like a club cranel like type of oh, okay thing, where it was like you Mobile know a venue what yeah. up eight four five yeah, we're th- calling out local venues, but it was like a smaller, more intimate venue for sure. And those were placed on either side. So they'd have smaller shows going on in there and then the bigger people on, on the main stage, which was like enclosed in an actual building. Um, it was the Bill Graham Auditorium in San Francisco, if anyone's familiar with that. And then outside was all the like the office thing, the Seinfeld thing that you could walk around and and like a stage where they had like comedy music acts. I heard Mustache Harbor playing. Uh, the Dan Band had played there at one point. And then there was like, you know, all the little vendors th- throughout the, uh, of course the food and beer were overpriced. <laughs> oh yeah. As any festival is. <laughs> and we ended up at one point, this is another story that comes out of it. Uh, there was a dispensary that was, uh, sort of attached to the festival. And they said like, Oh, if you go out and you purchase something from the dispensary, we let you back into the, uh, festival but you had you had to buy something so me and my girlfriend were like okay we'll go in there because we heard that there's a dab bar in there so you can actually purchase you know products and smoke them in the dispensary which is like you don't see that anywhere except san francisco and amsterdam that's mind-blowing that's crazy (laughs) to me yeah it's like a little amsterdam inside inside america so it's a fucking opium den to me what the fuck (laughs) pretty much so we walked in we got like uh, a little bit of like wax to use on the dab rigs and we go and we sit down it's kind of like a bar setup they have like all the rigs that they clean already for you and they're attached to these preheated coils so that they're just always ready to go was it like the hookah bar we used to go to 
No, it was more like an actual bar. Like they had stools that you sat up at okay. and there was a guy behind a counter. So the uh, we sit down and I'll tell you how this goes from my perspective. I'll give you my girlfriend's perspective after. So we sit down, we're talking with the guy, we're chatting it up. And we're like, hey, do you mind showing us just so we know that we're doing it right? And he's like, yeah, sure. And he showed us and we're chatting with him, telling him where we're from, all this. He's like, yes, San Francisco's got it going on. It's the only place we got this going on, blah, blah, blah. Um, at one point he walks away from the bar and we're just sitting there talking. And I think to myself, Oh, I see a tip jar. I'm like, I should tip this guy. So I pull out like three, three or four ones. I'm like, uh, when we leave, I'll just give it to him. So put my wallet back in my bag, hold, hold the money in my hand. And I'm like waiting for us to go. He comes back and I see him kind of futzing around. I'm talking with my girlfriend. I noticed that the bartender ends up picking up a, uh, the tips out of his jar, straightens them all out and puts them back in the tip jar. So we, we chat with him a little bit more and we take like one last dab and we're like ripped at this point. I'm stoned to the fucking bone. And <laughs> this, we decide like, all right, let's get going. I put the money in the tip jar. He like waves, points at the tip jar, says, thank you. And, and we head on out. As we're leaving, my girlfriend goes, I got to tell you something about what just happened. I'm like, what, what the fuck? It's bad. Is it bad? Huh. <laughs> no, she's like, no, not really. I just got to tell you. So I'm like, again, ripped as shit right now fucking stoned off my ass and we get we get back into the festival and she goes i'm pretty sure that guy thought you stole money from his tip jar i was like what she's like when he walked away you didn't have money in your hand and when you walked back in you had money in your hand under the bar i think he counted the tips in his tip jar to see if you had stolen the tips and you were hiding them under the fucking counter and i was like this is what I get for doing fucking nice things. I, Why are you holding it under the counter, you fucking sketchball? I, yo, I was waiting for us to leave. Put that when, shit on the counter by you? Like, when, so you're letting them know you're going to get a tip, motherfucker, but like, you're not getting yet. To, to put the tip in the jar? Because I say right before you leave, which See, is what I was trying to pull off. See, I, I'm always like looking out for that shit. I never want to be accused of that shit. So I'm always like, I'll like get that shit ready and put it down. Like close to me, not out yet. Like, no, I, not that I've been to a dab bar, but like a regular bar or something, you know, like I'll put yeah. it down like, you know, like, yeah. I mean, I, I usually don't flash money around unless I'm, but no, I, I, it in, you know, I feel like it could be mistaken from so many ways. It could be the bar, like the bartender, bud tender, uh, bud tender or like, yeah, the tender, um, could have been confused. Well, maybe your girlfriend just like over like analyze the situation. I don't Possibly. know. Who knows? Marley could have. You never know, well, dude. I do know that there's more than enough cameras in every dispensary to prove my innocence. to prove. And yeah. if anything, if they go check those cameras, they're the ones who are gonna feel like assholes when they see me pull the money out of my wallet. So. Yeah, it's like, oh, he was just trying to give you some money, assholes. So yeah, that mm-hmm. happened midday, and then I had to go s- go see another comedy show <laughs> with that on my <laughs> fucking mind. It just like totally weirded me out. I mean, we we had a great time though. Um, we got to see Nicole Byer. Um, she had a number of uh of really funny people on. Uh, Fortune Feemster, I think is her name. She wrote for Chelsea lately. Uh, she's nice big blonde hair uh, she was really funny um, I, I forget some of the other names offhand one that was really I felt bad for the guy was Nick Thune I was really looking forward to seeing him and then he kind of got railroaded um, because the the girl that we went to see her show was basically people come on and tell drinking stories and uh, the comedians kept walking on and not really knowing what the hell they were supposed to do <laughs> So it, it was becoming awkward. And by the time it got to the last person who was Nick, they uh, pulled him out 
And uh, she had also said, um, Nicole Byer is the host of a show called Nailed It on Netflix. And it's like a baking show for people who suck at baking. Um, mm. <laughs> and she said that, you know, people all the time yell nailed it at her on the street, which is like not the best thing. Oh, God. A woman. It's um, like, man, she must be a hooker. So she, she uh, gets really tired of that. And then finally, by the time Nick Thune walks out on stage, he, uh, she goes, oh, did I say your name right? And he goes, you nailed it. And everyone in the crowd starts booing him. And he oh. goes, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> oh my she, God. Just, she just doesn't tell him because that means obviously he wasn't paying attention or listening be- before he was brought out. And uh, from there, it just got more awkward. He was just saying things like, I'm just wondering how to get from here to off stage. <laughs> <laughs> It, it was yeah. it was like it was an interesting experience definitely and again man the venue walking yeah. into something you don't know like that's craziness yeah for sure uh, I, I liked all the acts i got to see i i mm-hmm. wish i think if if i were to do it differently next time i would go i would make sure to take off of work on like the first day or whatever day the people i want to see are performing and make sure to be there for that as opposed to just i got this for i knew i'd have sunday off so i figured i'd check it out check it out yeah it's always worth a try but yeah yeah well now you know i mean hell i heard a lot of positive things about cluster fest but uh it's unfortunate you didn't get to see like you know any of like your favorite acts or you know the biggest names or whatever yeah maybe next time i wonder if they're because it's uh cluster fest sf i wonder if they do cluster fest anywhere else if there's like a new york or an la that that would possibly be interesting to check out yeah i don't know of any um comedy festivals on the east coast at all no but new york i'm sure they got something going on they've got it yeah yeah oh yeah man well we had a lot of fun um regardless of that incident i think you had a lot of fun right no absolutely it's always good to get out and uh I mean, you're outside enjoying the sun, getting seeing some awkward shit. Getting, <laughs> yeah, you were getting stoned to the gills, as you quote, unquote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, real quick, I just want to say thank you to everybody you uh, that, that is a Patreon subscriber. I mean, it, it means a lot to us, um, you know, that you actually give us money to do what we do. And it's a lot of work. And uh, we appreciate that you appreciate what we do. Yeah, it's a whole whole. Uh, fucking cycle of appreciation going on here <laughs> Hell like yeah. precipitation but with appreciation oh oh i like that i like <laughs> that maybe a shirt out of that i don't know <laughs> oh man well you know it's about that time where we gotta say goodbye and uh until next time love each and every one of you that's it there you go we're smoking the america we passing the passing the I'm mapping America, America. I'm second America, America. We talking America, America. We blazing America. This is fucking America, America. We second America, America. This has been American Slacker Podcast. You can reach the show by searching American Slacker on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Reddit. Or send them an email to American Slacker Podcast at gmail.com. You can download and rate American Slacker on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and all other podcast platforms. Visit the show's website, aspodcast.com, where you will find every episode, official merchandise, and links to their Patreon if you would like to support American Slacker. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Think about the second set of passing. Man, I gotta go and get it, grab it. Why you gotta go and act a savage? Smoking weed, I gotta feed the habit. Now I'm on some other shit. Real quick, we're doing some vape tricks. You guys don't even know.
phone's a big We're smoking America, America. We passing the passing the I'm mapping America, America. I'm second America, America. We choking America, America. We blazing America. This is fucking America, America. We second America. We second America, America.